1: Episode 30, Getting Paid or What You're Worth. Hey Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chainer of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien.
2: And I'm Katie Welsh.
1: And today our topic is salary negotiation.
2: Ugh, Den, salary negotiation can be so hard when you're looking for a new job.
1: No, it definitely is. And I think even when you're in a job as well, it can also be tough sort of trying to say, am I getting a fair wage?
2: And it's kind of an awkward topic. And I've really come to appreciate this now that I'm not in teaching and I'm looking for another job in a different career path. And I'm not really sure what I'm worth. I'm not sure exactly how to negotiate. I didn't really know that negotiating was a thing because as a teacher, you don't. But as Kathleen talks about at the end of our conversation, In like a little bonus clip, she does talk about how as a teacher, you can negotiate a little bit more.
1: Yeah, definitely. And let's also talk about being a woman and trying to negotiate. I know that's kind of the elephant in the room, but it's true.
2: It it is true.
1: Statistically, men do earn more than women. Whether it's right or not is completely up to you individually.
2: Well, I know that when you were looking for a job... You were talking about, oh, I'm worth this and I'm going to negotiate and all this. And when I was looking for my job, I was kind of like, oh, well, that's how much they're going to pay me. And you were like, no, you need to negotiate. You need to yeah. you know, tell them what you want.
1: It should definitely be more of a negotiation versus just being told, OK, this is what I'm going to pay you. Yes. Yeah.
2: But. Kathleen has this great course that she teaches you all about how to negotiate. Are you ready to talk to her?
1: Yeah, let's dive right into the interview.
0: Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom.
1: Hey, Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today we have Kathleen Hart with us. She is a negotiation coach and has spent years slaving away at her job, hardly able to make rent, let alone make her dream of quitting her job to travel the world a reality. It wasn't until she understood, mastered and mustered the courage to negotiate her salary that she was able to double her income and save over $16,000 and swamp out that commute for the open road. Welcome, Welcome, Kathleen. (laughs)
0: Thanks so much. I love the introduction. It makes me feel so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, excited to be here with you guys.
2: Yeah. So, Kathleen, if you could be a superhero, who would you be?
0: You know what? I I feel like this answer has changed a lot over the years, but with the recent Wonder Woman movie, I was like, she is so awesome. She's so, I want to say, bad a but i'll hold my my mouth uh i just would love to be here because like riding on the horse like rocking the tall boots running really fast being super strong like she just seems like such an awesome woman and i would love to be her
1: (laughs) awesome we haven't seen it yet but we'll definitely put it on the list (laughs) yeah (laughs) awesome so could you tell us a story about the first time you asked for a raise? it's a bit of an awkward thing to ask for so how did you go about doing it and what was the outcome
0: yeah, you know, I think the probably the more fun story is the first time I didn't ask for a raise. Uh because I think so many people, I mean majority of people don't Ask for a raise, don't negotiate um, their salary offer. And most people don't even know that it's a possibility. So, my first job out of college, I had no idea. And, you know, they called me on the phone and told me of how excited they were to have me. And I was just so thankful to have a job alone, um, to be able to pay off student debt and to be able to like be bringing in some sort of cash so that I could live my life, not just like eat ramen every day. So, I just accepted it on the spot and didn't look back until about two years later when I read a book that told me that negotiating a salary was even a thing. Uh, and that's when it kind of hit me of like, oh, my God, are you for real? How have I been an adult, gone through college, been in my career for this long and not even realized that this was a possibility? And I, that's what kind of when I started realizing I had been leaving thousands of dollars on the table. Um, and that got me going on the very first time where I did actually ask for my job, um, a raise, and I was able to almost double the offer.
2: Wow. That yeah, that is incredible to double it.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things where you don't know going in and um, often your previous salary, salary is what you kind of feel it like is the benchmark for what all future things will be. Um, so that's why it's important to start it as early as impossible. As, and that's why I'm pretty passionate about teaching this to every single person out there, especially women um, as young as high school, college, just so that they can set their career on the right foot.
2: Definitely. So what advice do you have for people who are thinking about that they're underpaid?
0: Yeah. Well, probably the first thing that any person has to do is just really get real with, is it true or not? Um, A lot of times we feel underpaid, but that's just kind of the default thing because we all work so hard. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're just like, I Slave away, and I'm hardly making any money. Um, but sometimes you might actually find out that you aren't underpaid, in which case you can feel really good about it, and that kind of takes the weight off. And you can explore with your boss maybe what is the path towards future growth to increase it even more. Um, and then you, if you do some research, you might actually find that you are grossly underpaid. So I mean, the first thing that people do is a lot of time they'll go and you know search it on. The uh, through Google or online uh, just to be able to understand like what's out there. So you could Google your specific role, your specific industry, your specific company, and you'll find sites like Glassdoor, Payscale, all of that. And that's a great place to start, especially because salary is such an uncomfortable topic that you don't feel comfortable usually talking to peers, coworkers, family members, or friends about. So that's often where I tell people to start just so that they start wrapping their head around it. But the more important thing is to begin having those conversations with people, you know, um, to just to see whether or not your coworkers, your friends, um, mentors, if anyone has insight to know whether or not you're in a range that's decent or if you're underpaid or potentially um, overcompensated, which is a great thing that everyone loves getting paid more.
1: It's actually quite interesting. An employer that I worked for in the past, um, they sort of did like a, a survey with all the employees. And one of the yeah. things that was brought up was we feel like we're getting underpaid and uh, the employer sort of said well we're going to conduct our own market research and sort of we feel that we are paying fairly um, mm-hmm. but you know what the interesting thing is like glassdoor is a fantastic resource and it's actually it actually uses your location to compare mm-hmm. various rates so yeah. i mean for them to say that they were going to compare because they actually mentioned glassdoor and they're like what you see on there isn't true and you know, like and I'm like, it's an anonymous survey. Like yeah. what incentive do people have to lie about something like that?
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> the only thing to do that you should keep in mind is like something like Yelp. You know, a lot of times people only use Yelp when they're angry or when they like love it. So you have a lot of like one stars and five stars, right. but you don't have the color in the between. So that's why sometimes when an employer says, well, you know, you can't base your research just off of Glassdoor because, you know, there's only this many reviews. That's why it's important to have that as a starting point but also the more people you can talk to where you say oh yeah but you know I've talked to x amount of people within this industry that's all within my same location and they all say that they make between this and this in addition I also talked to a mentor who said it would be fair to for me to get between this and this so the more touch points you have the stronger your case because you know that is a common thing especially nowadays for people to be like well Glassdoor It's just one site and it doesn't accurately reflect everything. Um, So the more people you can get, the better, for sure.
1: So talking about jumping into more sources and stuff, let's chat a little bit about your course, Be Brave and Get Paid. What exactly (laughs) is it and how much does it cost?
0: Yeah, so the cost of it is $200, at least for now. It's definitely going to be increasing more and more over time. So I've done a few beta rounds with it. um, And it's essentially like a crash course. Uh, specifically targeted for women because women, we do not negotiate our salaries as much as men do. So there's different fears that come up, especially when I've been working with women. And so this course is really to be able to touch on all of those different fears, to have a lot of exercises to help them gain their confidence and really walk them through everything that they need to know. Like what are the actual facts that are important so that they can start shifting their mindset that this is something that you should be doing. Um, this is something that you need to be doing, um, so that you're not leaving any money on the table or benefits on the table. Um, and really getting them to be able to, to take that leap and, and go out there and confident and confidently negotiate their salary fantastic Chainers,
1: we're just gonna take a quick break then we're gonna dive right back into the value link round chainers if you're looking for an awesome money course head over to chainofwealth.com we've put together a free course for you to learn all the basics of money management and everyone can really learn something from it there's something there for everyone it's a three-day course and it's completely free so head over to chainofwealth.com to find out more
2: Okay, Kathleen. Why do you think people fail at achieving their dreams?
0: Oh, that's such a big question. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not the wizard who can answer. But I've, the people I know who feel like they're failing at their dreams. Um, It's, I mean, I guess you can't really fail unless you're thinking about whether or not you're failing. And I think often the reason people think that they're failing at their dreams is because they're not actually taking any action towards it. I mean, I think the only real failure is that you never tried. That's such a, that's such a blanket statement to put out there. But I mean, really, if you set goals that you say you wanted to start a business, right? Um, If you never start, that's one thing. So I guess that's a big reason. On top of that, though, I think a big reason people might consider that they fail is because their idea of success is maybe different um, or too big at the moment. I think that you have to take small steps to get to where you want to go. And sometimes that means having small wins along the way. So, somebody that wants to start a business, um, you know, the first step is really just saying, I'm going to start a business. And then if you start selling something, say perhaps, and you only have one customer, a lot of people might consider that a failure. But the fact is you made your first sale. And so are you going to continue doing it? Do you want to continue doing it so that you get five sales? Then that needs to become your next goal. If you only get one sale and then you quit after one sale, it's just because you quit too soon. Um, I think that, you know, that idea of, that they in their mind that they failed is just because again that that idea is way too big like maybe they wanted a a multi-million dollar company and they only had one sale if they quit after one sale, then that's just because their definition of what success was, was way too big in the moment. Their definition needs to be kind of shifted a little bit so that the first sale becomes a success and then five sales become a success. And then maybe staying in business for one year becomes a success and maybe earning enough to be able to quit your job or decrease your hours becomes success. So I think changing what your idea, definition of success means um, is really the way to avoid failure in the end that in addition to just you got to take action in the end of the day.
1: Great answer. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: feel like people really need to celebrate the little bit of positivity that they achieve instead of always thinking really long term. Yeah. And appreciate what you have in the moment and just totally take it from there.
0: Totally. You know, a funny thing here, cause I'm in San Francisco. So, you know, a lot of people want to be like the next Facebook or the next Twitter and things like that. And, and I always think about companies that fold maybe three years in or five years in, like, do they consider themselves a failure? They might in their eyes, but that's only their perception because the fact is that they did survive and they did succeed for three to five years and they helped that many hundreds of people, thousands, you know, maybe millions of people in that amount of time. So it's just really what's your definition of success? Like Twitter, for example, I think Twitter still doesn't make any money, but it's been around for so long, tons of people use it. Tons of people get so much value out of it and use it as a form of communication. If it's not bringing in major bucks, like, is that the definition of success? Like you just have to change what your perception is. Um, and if you can see the success in any of your wins along the way, then I don't think you're ever really failing.
1: Awesome. Do you have any other podcasts or books you could recommend for our listeners?
0: Oh my God, I have a million. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a book machine. I love reading books so much. Um, and I, I think it's just one of the most amazing ways to, to expand your mind. Uh, podcast, of course, your guys' is. Um, I have my and podcast yours. that... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have a podcast called The Big Leap Show. Um, so definitely if you're a woman who's like, I want to start a business or take a leap in my life, uh, The Big Leap Show is where I interview amazing badass women about their journey. Um, I love Awesome with Allison. She's just a quirky girl and I love her so much. Um, Courage and Clarity is a fun one. And I've been listening to The Lively Show and The Good Life Project for years. So those are uh, two, two go-tos that I go to. But books, I mean, probably some of the classics that your listeners already have read or heard about reading like Thinking Grow Rich or um, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins or um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Those are all amazing books I go back to again and again.
2: I remember my mom reading The Seven Habits when I was a kid (laughs) and I was just like, what are you reading? And then as I got older, I, I learned what a positive book that is.
0: Yeah, it totally is. It's one of those ones you have to come back to again and again because some of the things sink in right away.
2: Right, right. Do you have a favorite quote that you try to live by?
0: My favorite quote? Um, I think for life and then especially just in regards to salary negotiation, um, the one that always comes to mind is from Oprah, which is you get in life what you have the courage to ask for. Just because you know whatever you do, ask for life is 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 really what will come to you. You know, if you if you say you want to grow a business, if you say you want to get in, out of debt, if you say all these things of whatever you ask for in life, and you have really the courage to ask for it and act on it, that's what that's what you can expect to come from you. So if you don't ever find that courage to ask, then you you can never really expect anything else to come out of your life than what's given to you.
1: I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how
2: can our listeners get in touch with you?
0: Me? Text me. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Are you
2: sure about that? (laughs) Um,
0: My website, KathleenHeart.com has all my basic info, but um, I love hanging out on Instagram. I've been doing more Instagram stories than um, actually posting on Instagram because it's just more fun because I love how it just disappears in 24 hours. But yeah, my website um, and on Instagram are my favorite ways to communicate with people.
1: Awesome. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice? And then we'll say goodbye.
0: Oh my gosh. So quick. Let's see (laughs) what a parting advice. I mean, for anyone that's listening to this podcast, I feel like you're already dreaming really big, um, and wanting to, you know, really get in control of your wealth and to create this life that you want to live. So I'd say just keep listening to things like this, like keep filling your head with empowering, uh, encouraging messages, because it's it's really once you're surrounded and filled by those messages that you'll start to um, have the courage to ask for what you want in, in life and start having the courage to dare to dream bigger and to do more things.
1: Fantastic. Chainers, we've been hanging out with Kathleen Hart. Check out her website at KathleenHart.com. And don't be afraid to negotiate your salary. There is such a major difference you can make to your life. Even if it's just like a 5% jump, that is massive bucks at the end of the day.
0: Absolutely. A couple thousand dollars never hurt anybody.
1: (laughs) True that. (laughs) Chainers, we've got a bonus section for you. This part was at the end of the recording, and we decided to include it because there's some really awesome advice. So enjoy.
2: I wanted to ask during the interview, but I didn't know how to like exactly word it because I have a teaching background and teachers are like notorious for not making any money. And I was Mm. like, how can you negotiate like a salary like that when like the district that I'm that I came from is right now, like basically striking and working the contract mm-hmm, because they're refusing to give any pay raise. Yeah. And I feel like in teaching and like certain industries like that, like there is no room for negotiation. Is there? Yeah,
0: it is. It is hard with teachers. I mean, what I teach in my courses depending on your um, I mean, it depends on your job. Like, so for some things, like there's no negotiation at possible, but there are things in terms of like flex time for, um, you know, vacation things, sick things, all of that. Um, so, regarding teaching. I mean, now that you're moving out of it, I guess it's not as relevant, but yeah, I mean, typically the people that I help get at least $5,000 and I've had women get $25,000 extra. Wow. You're so, changing lives. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's powerful. So, I mean, uh, it all costs money for people. And I know probably your listeners too. They're like, Oh, I don't have money to spend, but it's like, yo, would you spend $200 to get an extra $5,000? Like I know I would. Yeah.
1: That's it for this week. Chainers catch you on the flip side.